Support for KVLU is made possible in part by Visit Port Arthur, welcoming visitors from around the world to experience Cajun hospitality, explore the scenic beauty of Sea Rim State Park and Sabine Lake, and engage in culture and history at the Museum of the Gulf Coast, where legends like Janis Joplin live on. Plan your next trip to the Upper Texas Gulf Coast at visitportarthurtx.com. From KVLU Public Radio in Beaumont, Texas, this is Bayou Lands Talks, a companion podcast where we're sharing some of our favorite conversations with a wide range of guests that we've interviewed for the KVLU radio documentary series, Bayou Lands, a program exploring the people and places of Southeast Texas since 2016. For this episode, we're sharing a conversation from season two of Bayou Lands in 2017. Contributor Jared Webb spoke with LUTV News Operations Manager Gordon Williams upon the release of the award-winning short film, The Example. Six years later, on Friday, June 16th, Williams will receive a special congressional recognition from the office of U.S. Representative Brian Babin for outstanding achievement in producing media that presents the region's black history and experiences. We hope you enjoy this conversation, which includes discussion of the origins and inspiration for the example. And stay tuned after the interview for details about the June 16th event. Recently, I had the privilege of speaking with Gordon Scott Williams, the writer of The Example. This is a social justice film set in the 1940s about a race riot that took place in Beaumont, Texas. Tell us how The Example came to fruition well, myself, Kenneth Dupuy, and Wyatt Cagle, we're all Lamar University graduates, alumni, and I've had the opportunity to work with them when they were students here in a television studio. So since they graduated, we've always had this kind of creative bond when it comes to filmmaking and projects and such. So throughout the years, we've worked to kind of develop our crafts, and the relationship that we established here at Lamar University is kind of the impetus for this creative circle. And we work with some other alumni and we bring in current students to work on projects. And the example is the result of that collaboration throughout the years. So initially, back in the early 2000s, I found a line in a book that said there were race riots in 1943 in Detroit, which I could understand. Los Angeles, I could understand that. But when you see Beaumont, Texas, that made me question, okay, I've never heard of this. Been in this area for a number of years. Going to Lamar, working at Lamar, never heard about this story at all. Never heard anybody talk about this. I didn't hear about this in a history class. So I took this to Wyatt and some other colleagues and, hey, let's find out what's going on. So we started with the idea of a documentary. We didn't get a chance to finish that documentary. So we were sitting on a lot of research for a number of years. In 2012, we were looking for the next project, then we decided, hey, we want to do something with this information. At that time, Wyatt was getting ready to become a father, and Kenneth was getting ready to become a father in 2013 as well. So these notions of fatherhood were in the air, and that made me reflect about my father and the influence that he had on me. So with that inspiration and the information from the race riot. 
that led to the example. Now, you mentioned that uh, I'm also from the Beaumont area, and just like you, I've never heard any mention of a Beaumont race riot. So how exactly did you go about unearthing the information? I've, I've spoken with some of your other colleagues, and they said it wasn't exactly an easy process for you guys. Well, with most things, you start with Google, try to see what you can find. And we tried to go to the State Historical Library and some other libraries in the region and such. So we found newspaper articles. We found reports from the Texas Rangers and a number of other entities that participated in the riot. We found information there. So through that information, we were kind of able to get that research, the factual information. Then we also conducted anywhere from six to eight interviews. And we talked to a number of people when we were initially doing the documentary. So we had enough information to feel comfortable about the historical side of the story that we were t- trying to tell. Because with the example, we use the riot to set up the situation that happens between these two families. Now, you mentioned that you guys had originally started with the idea of a documentary and switched to uh, the current rendition of the example. Why the switch? Uh, did you feel it was more powerful? What exactly prompted you guys to make the switch to the story you concocted? Documentaries take a lot of time (laughs) and to do it properly. And we still want to do that documentary at some point. Uh, At that time, back in early to mid 2000s, other projects were taking off and we were being creative individually and together in different ways. So the project went on the back burner a little bit. So we felt like with a fiction piece, we could go in, shoot for three days, pull this all together and then go from there. So documentaries normally taking a long amount of time because you're interviewing several different people and the research and that could be spread out for months or years. So we wanted to uh, kind of get back to the filmmaking process for us. It had been 2011 or 12 since we all got together and made a project. So we were trying to find something that we could create that was powerful, something that we were able to uh do with resources that we had at hand. And we definitely went outside of our comfort zone working on a period piece and pulling all of that together. This story is set in the 1940s during World War II. Uh, Why does this story resonate now? Uh, Why does a 1940s story about a race riot resonate in 2017? As we were producing this project, it was in development. We had the script ready in 2012, and we were working and tweaking. All these events started happening throughout the nation, Ferguson and Baltimore and Cleveland and all these incidents. And we went through this process several times with every incident. Okay, why are we making this movie? Should we be doing this now? As artists, are we being responsible with the content that we're creating? So... With each incident, we had to reflect. We had to make sure the script was where it needed to be, the right tone. Because of all the things that happened, I think it brought the issue of race back into consciousness. We feel like the example couldn't have been set in today's time because it's too close to reality, too close to the time period that is now. But with some distance, 1940s, I feel like more people are comfortable with that notion because it's not now. 
it's something that they can listen and say, this was, this happened back in 1940s. This is not happening in 2016, 2017. That's interesting because, yeah, the 1940s, you definitely see that separation. And when I got to see the example, personally, I wondered how it was going to translate. But you talked about how your father and Wyatt and Kenneth becoming fathers influenced your story. And you could definitely see that in the characters. Tell me how you how you kind of molded that concept because the son is a very very important part, but in a very different way than than you might think. Tell me how you kind of constructed that whole idea of having your father as an example and and Kenneth and Wyatt experience. For us, we wanted to tell a story centered around fatherhood, commonality, humanity, and legacy. These are the themes that the example tackles. These are all themes that are universal. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. These are things that touch, we hope, every human. So I know some people are afraid of the fact that, hey, this is a movie about a race riot. Okay, I'm not comfortable with that. They put it in a box. They put it on the shelf. They say, hey, don't want to see that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if people actually took the time to watch the short, We hope it will be a conversation starter or it can continue a conversation. So we want people to find that commonality, humanity, think about their actions and what they're doing and how it's going to affect the next generation. And that's it's very interesting because, you know, what kind of example are we being? And that that seems like a very heavy theme in the example. What kind of example are we setting for younger generations, whether that's younger students, whether that's younger siblings? It's a very interesting theme. My my next question for you is, where do you go from here? G-Sharp Productions, do you, I've talked to a few of your other colleagues and they've mentioned something, but I want to hear from you. Where, where do you plan on going from here? What's your next production? Or do you have plans for the example after this? Well, we're still taking the example out to film festivals and such, so we'll probably be pushing that for another couple of months. We're also looking into developing this probably into an episodic, kind of what happens after the riot. We already kind of established the uh, families. There's an element with the police department already there. There's an element with the families themselves. So what else is going on in this time period around that time? So there's definitely layers. And then also there's an idea for a feature that pushes the story ahead a couple of decades as well. So just kind of exploring and developing and writing and see what happens with that. So I'm also writing and developing different projects and stuff. So we just kind of see what hits and what I can convince Kenneth and Wyatt into uh, finding worthy to uh, invest their time and money in and finding other people that will support whatever project that may be. For those who don't really know how to find these short movies and these indie films that might be something they're interested in, where where could they find the example to watch it and actually see this message? Right now, we're going around to film festivals, so we don't have the film online yet. Uh, We do have DVDs available for people to watch. And if you go to our Facebook page, that's going to have the most recent information. So facebook.com backslash the example movie is where you can find the most recent information about screenings and what's going on with the project. 
you can also go to examplemovie.com and find out more information about the project as well. Gordon S. Williams, the writer of The Example, thanks for coming in and talking with us today. Thank you. Thanks to our guest for this episode, Gordon Williams. In remembrance of the 1943 Beaumont race riots, the historical backdrop for the example, the Lamar University Department of Communications and Media will screen the films, the example, and they will talk about us, the Charlton Pollard story, followed by a panel discussion with the filmmakers, Friday, June 16th from 4 to 6 p.m. in the Lamar University Theater. Bayou Lands is produced in the studios of 91.3 KVLU in Belmont, Texas, by Shannon Harris and Jason M. Miller. Thanks to the HH and Edna Houseman Charitable Trust for making this program possible. Additional support is provided by the Jefferson County Tourism Commission. If you enjoyed the conversation shared in Bayou Lands Talks, please remember to share and follow wherever you find your podcasts. And join us on social media at 91.3 KVLU Public Radio on Facebook and Bayou Lands on Instagram. Thanks for listening.